Hello, everyone, and welcome to Happiness Through Hardship, the podcast. I'm Karen Sullivan, the founder of Pretty Wellness, a two-time breast cancer survivor thriving with stage four disease and author of the book that shares the same name of this podcast, Happiness Through Hardship. I'm also a girl who wishes on pennies. I try to see the good in everything, even when life is not so great, but sometimes it takes a little more. And this podcast will provide you with what worked well for me, success stories of people that have been through hard times, and simple suggestions that brought hope, resources, and connections. I hope you've been able to catch our recent episodes, including an interview with my husband, where we have a candid conversation about being a caregiver. Or last week's episode with the sleep whisperer, Ingrid Pruer, who provides a ton of tips about sleep, stress, and self-care. Now, if you've liked these episodes or others, please tell your friends and do me a favor, rate, review, and subscribe. Your efforts truly will help this podcast get ranked higher and thus get noticed. And now for this episode, I'm excited to introduce you to Melissa Berry, a fashion and beauty publicist who created the Vogue of the Cancer World as Cancer Fashionista after her triple negative diagnosis. She's full of advice for patients trying to find their way through cancer. Melissa loves talking style, so she shares her favorite classic fashion tips and also talks about brands that helped her make her feel beautiful inside and out during her journey. She will delight you with her stories and plenty of suggestions. So please, grab your favorite drink, get cozy, and let's get started. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to have with us here today, Melissa Berry from CancerFashionista.com. She's a fashion and beauty publicist and a triple negative breast cancer survivor. After her diagnosis and going through the first few weeks of shocking appointments and daunting treatments, she had this idea. She decided to tap into her passion, beauty and fashion, and then Cancer Fashionista was born. It's a go-to resource with products, tips, and ideas on how to look good and feel well when going through cancer or, frankly, any type of hardship. Now, studying fashion since high school, Melissa covers an array of topics, including natural beauty tips and tricks and how to feel sexy after cancer, just to name a few. Not only is she fabulous, but she is really fun and funny. I've seen her dancing to J-Lo on TikTok, showcasing a bright sequin jacket on the Wendy Williams show, and strutting down the aisle in a bra named after her at New York Fashion Week. Melissa, thank you so much for being here with us today. Uh, Karen, first of all, you introduce me better than I introduce me, and I think you need to be my agent. (laughs) Oh my goodness, I love it, because you know I have been following you for years, but yet I feel like I know you like you're my friend. Oh my God. Well, I feel like I know you. Like, I just want to come over and like, you know, give you a big hug. Is it coffee or margarita time? What is it? (laughs) Uh, For me, it's oftentimes I may be drinking my favorite good earth tea now, but I always love an organic red wine. Ooh. Okay. Well, I knew I liked you. Let's make a date for that. (laughs) That sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. Uh, So Before we begin, if you could tell people something about you that's maybe fun or funny or different so all of those that haven't followed Cancer Fashionista can get a little taste for who you are. 
Absolutely. Uh, thank you once again for having me on to your wonderful podcast. Uh, something that uh, I that my my daughters aren't necessarily proud of, but I am, is that uh, I absolutely love the '80s. I love everything about the '80s. I love the music, the fashion. Uh, oh my goodness. You are meant to be my best friend. (laughs) I really just love everything about it. And if I'm kind of, if I'm feeling low, I mean, uh, nothing makes me happier than a little uh, old school Madonna. (laughs) I was going to say, I love, I can picture myself being on the playground, listening to old school Madonna, Borderline, I think was my favorite. Oh my God. I'm with you, sister. I'm so with you. Yeah. We seriously will have to switch gears because I think you and I could sit and probably sing Madonna for hours right here, right now on this podcast. (laughs) If we if we had the time and energy, without Uh, a doubt, we are here to to share your story. I'd love for you to tell the listeners a bit about your diagnosis and how those first few weeks, uh, first few months rolled out. Absolutely. Um, thank you again for having me on here to uh, to share my story. I always uh, hope that when I when I share it, that I'm even if I'm just helping one woman who was maybe diagnosed yesterday, I uh, feel a little better about what she's about to go through. Um, so thank you again for creating this platform for us. Um, I was diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer seven years ago, and uh, there was a lot of breast cancer in my family. Karen, um, when I was uh, about thirty two, uh, just to dial back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, very strongly encouraged, let's say, by my, by my mother to have a BRCA gene test. And okay. uh, because we had such a strong family history, I was reluctant, but I thought to myself, you know what, this is going to be my roadmap to my health. If I do right. have the gene, I'm not, I decided that I wasn't going to look at, at it as a death sentence. And I wasn't going to look at it, that it definitely meant that I was going to get breast cancer, but I knew that I needed to do it just so I knew how to kind of navigate my own uh, health uh, for the rest, you know, for going down the road. So I'm really, thank God I did that because it actually ended up saving my life. Um, I, uh, was told that because I, I did test positive for the BRCA gene that okay. I should consider having my ovaries removed by the time I was 40. Okay. So I thought, well, I definitely don't want to celebrate my 40th birthday by having uh, an ophrectomy. So I did it when I was 39. So okay. I could just kind of like get it out of the way and recover yeah. and all that. And that was, that's another podcast that was, um, definitely, uh, extremely difficult for many, many reasons. But, you know, I thought to myself, you know, I'm eating kale. I'm, I had my ovaries removed, you know, um, I'm, I'm doing all the things. There's no way that I'm going to get breast cancer, but sure enough, uh, I was, uh, now with the BRCA test, I was under a microscope basically, um, going for clinical exams and MRIs and ultrasounds, like almost every few months I was going to the doctor for something. So I really felt like, uh, this is not going to get me. And, uh, one day I was going for, now I was being studied over at, um, in New York at Sloan Kettering and my doctor, the oncologist one at one point said, Melissa, you really don't need, I live in New Jersey. You don't need to schlep into New York for every mammogram. So I had my mammogram done here in New Jersey and it was just like a typical busy day for me. You know, I'm on my mm-hmm. phone. Uh-huh. It's like, okay, coffee, mammogram meeting, make dinner for the kids. Like it was just on my to-do list and I was in the waiting room and I remember it was, there was a long wait and I I felt so impatient. I couldn't wait to get back to, you know, my stuff. And, uh, the, uh, the clinician brought me in and she said, uh, so we need to do a clinical exam first. And for for those of you who are listening, who don't know what that is, they basically feel your breasts for lumps. And I said to her, look, you know, I'm in a hurry. 
I, I just, I'm here for my mammogram. And she said, listen, it's, it's protocol. I have to do a clinical exam before we go any further. So as soon as she felt my left breast, I'll never forget Karen. She stuck, uh, she put a sticker on, on, on what she felt to be a lump. She said, I, I feel a little something. And honestly, I thought to myself, I even, I said, you know, listen, I, I just had an MRI like last month. I thought you're wasting my time. Um, and so sure enough, I had a mammogram, nothing showed up. Uh, then this is all on the same day. I, I had an ultrasound done and they did not see it. The pathology, uh, the, the, the doctor who was looking at the pathology said, you know, I think I, I might see something. So they did a deeper needle biopsy. And sure mm-hmm. enough, they found that it was cancer. And they had a hunch it was triple negative just because I had literally just gone for, you know, other scans so close uh, and because of my age. And uh, so basically, it was that moment we all dread. And it felt like a bad dream where there was like a doctor and two nurses, you know, I'm in, in a separate room now. I don't have any friends or family with me because I thought this was just a routine right. checkup. And they're basically like, you have breast cancer. And I'm thinking to myself, this must be a mistake. It must be some other weird thing. There's no way. And uh, I had a consult with my uh, surgeon the very next day. And it was actually the same day that Angelina Jolie came out with her news about getting a prophylactic mastectomy. And I remember going in there being so angry. Like, why didn't you tell me to do that? And look, like my mom always told me, everything's always easier in hindsight, right? Yes, um, right it is right. still an amputation. And that's again, that's a whole other conversation. Right. What's done is done. I did not do that. Uh, and so uh, I was now faced with um, being told that I was going to uh, undergo chemotherapy mm-hmm. uh, treatment, very aggressive, and a bilateral mastectomy. And, uh, you know, like I'm sure you know, it's like yeah. one day. You're just chugging along and the next day you're like, oh my God, so now I'm a cancer patient. Yes. Am I going to die? Like you're, yes. you're just reeling. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, so many things you've said, I could have had side conversations on. I, I am amazed sometimes when I'm driving down the road and I remember that day I was in the passenger seat looking at my husband and saying, look, everybody driving next to me. No one knows that I was just diagnosed with cancer. How is it that an hour ago, our world looked different? And, you know, keep talking. What happened then? You get this diagnosis. You know a bit about breast cancer because it's been in the, you know, it's been in the family. What were your next steps and what were your thoughts? Um, my, my next steps were, you know, how, how do I how do we save my life? How do I get out of this thing? Uh, and, and, and on, on the other side and, and, and healthy. So with triple negative breast cancer, there is no targeted treatment. Um, basically at this point it's ACT chemotherapy and a bilateral mastectomy. And, uh, I was diagnosed with stage one, triple negative breast cancer. I did not have any node involvement. Again, I was very lucky because I was so closely monitored um, and my family history and my mother basically saved my life. And, um, you know, it was a, it was a tough, uh, it was tough news wow. to take, but I was also grateful that, uh, we caught it so early. And so, uh, you know, once I knew what my course of treatment was, then I thought, okay, I am not just sitting behind a desk. Um, I am going to uh, desk side meetings with Vogue editors. I'm going to photo shoots. I'm going to fashion shows. I'm having meetings with luxury brand uh, CEOs and, and all that. I can't go to these meetings looking like a cancer patient. And I thought, 
I don't even want to, I don't need to look like a supermodel. I just want to look like myself. So I hit the internet and I'm like, okay, there's got to be like a vote. Like, where's like the Vogue of breast cancer? Because all of the bras <laughs> and all of the, all of the, the, you know, products I was seeing looked like someone's doctor made them. It I looked know. so like surgical supply store, yeah. like, so not me. Like, why would I want to wear that weird blue bra? Like, you know, so uh, I, I, I really, uh, did a lot of research and I just really for myself, I just started this list. Okay. Here's a YouTube video for how to apply lashes when you have none. Here's, uh, a, some cool ways to, to wear a head wrap. Uh, Oh, big earrings. That's a good tip. Lipstick's important. Uh, all that stuff. Uh, but so then I was on this mission, right? Like I was always like keeping my ear to the ground for cool and new products that were in the breast cancer space. And I think a really defined, defining moment for me is I, I was never a group joiner. Um, when, uh, before breast cancer, I was not a convention goer, uh, and, uh, triple negative breast cancer foundation has been a game changer for me, a life changer. Uh, and I'm now very uh, happy to report them on their board. Uh, but the executive director and I happen to uh, live in the same town and, and uh, someone put us in touch and she said, you know, you should really, you know, go to some of the conventions and meet, go to the, some of the groups. And I was a little apprehensive at first, but I went to uh, my first living beyond breast cancer convention and they are an incredible um, nonprofit group. And I really feel like they create such a wonderful bridge uh, for women, no matter what, where you are in your journey and your breast cancer experience. So I went to the, the first convention with my mom and they had all these vendors and I see Anna Ono Intimates. I see these really cool bras and I'm like, I just basically dropped my bags on the floor and like, my mom's like, where are you going? I'm like, oh my God. And I look at the, the bras and I look at Dana, who's now a dear friend of mine and the founder. I'm like, I need the, like, I, I want the, I couldn't even verbal. I'm like, I need this. Um, so we became friends immediately. Uh, and, and, uh, I just think she is incredible. Uh, Dana Donafrey, founder of Ana Ono Intimates, uh, follow this brand, check them out. It's, it's put po- their post mastectomy is post mastectomy, post mastectomy lingerie, but it, it, it is so beautiful and sexy and you just, I mean, I have, you know, I have friends that are like, oh my God, I want to wear it. And you can, like, you don't so have to have anybody can wear it. The product is just love, really beautiful and comfortable. I love the orange page bra. It's more of a oh. salmon color. I feel like it's, it's so cute. You wear it as a sports bra. You could wear it at the beach. I think to your point, she did a magnificent job of creating undergarments that make you feel beautiful because once, when you've had a bilateral mastectomy or a mastectomy, or even if you haven't had any type of surgery, uh, but you're in pain, you don't feel very good. And so then to wear, have to wear those surgical bras, really, it kind of, not that it played with your mind, but it just kind of fed into this like, ugh, I don't feel good. I don't, I don't look good. Mm-hmm. And to have something so beautiful, I think is a game changer. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Um, and, uh, I'm sure anyone that's listening to this, uh, you could check out AnnaOno.com. I mean, literally last night they just flipped the switch on their brand new website and it's a wonderful, um, resource, um, for, uh, not just post-mastectomy lingerie, but she also sells, um, breast forms and, uh, offers up a lot of resources, um, and, uh, and will make you feel 
like the beautiful woman that you are, you know, breast cancer does not need to take that away from us. So, uh, yeah. So basically that was a defining moment for me. And I created this list of products that I loved. And then my mom would sometimes come to me and say, Oh, you know, Melissa, can I have that list? A friend of a friend was just diagnosed or, you know, through word of mouth, I would have friends that say, Oh, I heard you have this cool list. So then one of my really good friends, Tina, who is, um, she, she does really cool, like website development. She was, she's British. She was like, Melissa, you ought to start a blog with a British accent. And I'm like, Tina, I was like in the middle of, I'm like, Tina, I am in the middle of chemotherapy. I cannot even fry an egg. I'm, I'm going to start a blog. And I did. That's exactly what we do. Cause we're women. Right. We multitask and we're crazy. And we'll just right, like right. take on as much as we can. And I'm so glad I did because what I realized is that I wasn't the only one that was frustrated in that needed to hang on to her beauty and her fashion no matter what she was going through. And also not just to have the products and the services, but the community. So when I started putting uh, my, my, you know, my fun finds on social media, I got a lot more than I bargained for Karen, because not only was I reporting on products, uh, I was also meeting other, I call them cancerpreneurs that have created a, a product or a service based on their journey. But I was also creating a community because all of these women now we all have a common, uh, there's something in common. We all love fashion. We all love beauty. We like to feel like girls. We like to feel sexy. We like to put our lipstick on. Sometimes we don't. And yeah, put on Madonna. I feel like crap today. So, you know, uh, so I, I just, I, you know, I can't even verbalize how important it is that I, I've made such incredible friends and have forged such a sisterhood in a place that was so ugly to me that has become so beautiful and amazing. And there are just so many women out there like yourself that are so courageous and so, you know, like strong. And that's, you know, I know it sounds cliche, but it's like, sometimes you don't know, you don't even know how strong you are until you have to like walk through fire. And it's like, okay, I I've got this. So, um, it's been a really incredible journey. And like I said, you know, I, I really just wanted to sort of, uh, share the resources, share what my, my, my findings. But, um, you know, I, I created, I created a sisterhood that I, I can't imagine living without. Well, that is, you said it so beautifully. Cancer could be such an ugly thing, but you found the beauty in it and you're helping others do that. And that is incredibly powerful. I I know a lot of times, I mean, you are welcome and it, it is the truth. It's when we go through hardship, whether it's cancer in this case for both of us or any type of hardship, it's really hard sometimes to just get up and put one foot in front of the other. What are your suggestions to people? Just some of the few little things that you can do. Maybe you started to throw a few out. One could be just put on lipstick. What Mm -hmm. are those, whether they're beauty or they're fashion tips that you would recommend can be quick pick-me-ups? Absolutely. Well, you know, one thing that I learned uh, to do, which I didn't know before breast cancer was meditation. And I know a lot of people that don't meditate are like, oh, I can't sit for that long, or I don't know how to do it. Or, um, you know, I don't have a place to meditate. Or, you know, there's a million reasons not to, but like, first of all, there are 8,000 apps. So if you have an iPhone, Uh you can meditate. And Uh so um, a couple of my favorites are I love Insight Timer. Uh Uh-huh. I love Breathe and I love Headspace. Um, or honestly, you can go on YouTube and search meditation for anxiety, meditation for productivity, meditation for sleep, meditation for creativity, anything. And 
you put your headphones on, you close your eyes. And even if you do it for literally for four minutes, it's better than nothing. And you don't have to meditate for a long time. But for me, um, if I'm having a rough time or super anxious or stressed out or just feeling like I'm in a funk, um, even if it's the middle of the day and listen, we're all human. I, sometimes I really have to pull myself away from what I'm doing and just sit down for a few minutes and you'd be amazed how it, um, will, will just like kind of either calm you down or might make you feel a little more energetic afterwards. It just centers you. So meditation's a big one. Lipstick sounds so like surface, but especially if you're home and you're having a crappy day, it's just like when you, even if you catch yourself in the mirror, even if it's just a little gloss, like to put some on and even keep it next to your glass of water, you know, and your kids, like they, if you're a mom that, you know, it, it helps if you look like yourself and, and you feel better about yourself. Uh, so those, those are some things that, and I think also um, just taking care of yourself physically is so key and that's the foundation. So even if you're not feeling up to working out, um, go for a walk or even just take a nice stretch um, and just take care of yourself. That's, that's so important. I know. I, I agree with everything you were saying. Meditation was something that I um, will say I poo-pooed before. I wasn't, I was like, that's for other people. That's not for me. And the interesting thing is, is after my grad school advisor and my husband were both like, listen, just try it. You're not sleeping well. Just try it. Just try it. Just try it. One night when I couldn't sleep, I did. And it took me like her beautiful, soothing voice took me to mm -hmm. this place. Right. And I fell asleep. And then the interesting thing is, again, I wasn't this firm believer, but I did it a few other times when I couldn't fall asleep. And then lo and behold, when I went in for my scans and I had a little bit of anxiety about it because this was going to be telling of what my future, what was going on. I took myself to my happy place, right? Aww. I was able to, like, I heard the woman's voice and I was able to calm myself by myself. And that to me is what's so key. Whether you like meditation or guided imagery or yoga, you're, we're all learning tools that can help us with whatever hardship we go through in life. And so I think that's huge. Absolutely. For sure. And, and in terms of the lipstick, I will say that I agree with you. It sounds silly in surface, but even if you put it on and then you look in the mirror and you start laughing, that is a win on some days. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? For sure. Uh, back in the day, did you ever read why I wore lipstick to my mastectomy? Yes. yes. And I actually met, I met the author at an event. She you did. Adorable. Daryl yeah, Lucas, great. I think is her name. Right. Mm -hmm. That was a, a book early on that I read at, at my first diagnosis. And I will tell people because of that book, I am very much in awe of her, but I couldn't relate to a lot of what went on in her story, which is why I love that now, I was first diagnosed in 2004, so it was a bit of a different time than it is now. Uh -huh. Now I love, as you were talking about the community that you have built that's grown around Cancer Fashionista, uh, I I really believe that not everybody's story, we you might, one, we'll say, might relate to. And that's why it's great to tap into all sorts of communities, whether it's living beyond breast cancer, whether it's cancer fashionista mm -hmm. or mine with pretty wellness. It's There's a place and that will hopefully feel like home or a connection. And that's not just for breast cancer, right? That's really for anything that's that's going on that's hard. Absolutely, without a doubt. 
Now, can you talk about some other support that you thought was really helpful going through breast cancer, whether it was during the treatment or after, and not just um, those, that the sisterhood that you built with other survivors? Absolutely. Well, what was a really big surprise, even though um, my daughters were pretty young at the time, is my, my two daughters, Maya and Erica, they ended up being really the, the wind beneath my wings. Um, oh. I think that we underestimate the power of and the love of a child and how, how much they can understand when a parent is um, going through an illness. Um, and I think a lot of women have the tendency to want to hide it from them. And, yeah. you know, maybe if I wear this wig, they won't notice, but I actually think that is really underestimating them and you need them to be on your team and they will not be scared by it. And it, it becomes your new normal. And I basically remember telling my children, mommy is going to take medicine that will make her hair fall out, but then it's going to grow back again. Um, and you know, something as simple as that. And I learned, um, you know, doing my own research and speaking to some for professional help as well. It's just like, let the children ask the questions. You don't need to, it depends on their age as well, but you don't necessarily need to dump everything on them. You can let them be curious, let them ask, but I do think it's important for them to be, so they were an incredible and still continue to be an incredible support. Um, they put up with my TikTok videos. So there's that. <laughs> and, um, my parents obviously, oh my gosh, so, so blessed. Um, really close with both of my parents. And, uh, I literally joke that I kind of went back to the womb, especially, during chemo, like, yeah. you know, sometimes I would spend a night or two just to, you know, to, to give my kids a break. Uh, and, and, you know, sometimes you just need to do that. And I had, I had the luxury of that. Um, and my friends have always been incredible from high school, from college, uh, sending me care packages, just always, always incredible. Um, and then, you know, something that I, I, I always don't want to forget is like our coworkers, like my business partner, Heather. Oh my God. I mean, she, there were days that I was like, because I, I was always, especially when I was going through treatment, I was freelance. I mean, there were some days I would be like, girl, I am going to be like down for the count today. And she would be like, I got you. Like, I'll take the meeting. So I think it's really important that, um, your business partners or your employer, you want them to be on your team. Um, and that's why it's, sometimes it's hard to be really transparent about what you're going through, but it will, it'll actually benefit you because you'd be surprised how people step up and how flexible and amazing they could be. And listen, I'm sure you have too heard horror stories about business partners or employers that are not as, uh, you know, flexible or understanding, but you know, cancer does that. It'll, 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 uh, it's a time to reevaluate and reassess relationships. And that's when I think you see uh, the true colors in people and where people, um, you know, right. are going to stand up for you or not. Now, I will say, again, there's so many things that you and I just connect on. The interesting thing, how old were your kids when you told them or when when you got the cancer diagnosis? So Maya is 18 now and Erica is 14. So this was seven years ago. All right. So they were still, they were young. Um, and so I guess Maya, Maya would have been about seven Right. So yeah, Erica was about seven and Erica oh, and Maya was like 11. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So I, I, I throw this out there because I agree with you. Kids are incredibly resilient. I remember being mm -hmm. scared when I lost my hair that my, my next door neighbor, who was also my sister-in-law and my niece, my niece was like three. And I was so afraid that she would be scared of me. And she, like, one of my favorite memories, and I wrote this in the book, was her 
coming up to me sitting on the stairs, taking off my wig and saying something along the lines like, I want to be pretty too, Auntie Karen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was so heartfelt. And she's three and a half. She meant it. Right. Right. So she understood, even though we didn't talk to her a lot about it, but she understood and she was supportive and you know, hey, now she's off in college, so the time has flown by. Uh, on the flip side, my son, when I was diagnosed, the first time wasn't around. The second time, he was about five. And I had a lot of people trying to tell me to tell him. And I actually, actually my, my husband and I together decided not to. And so I do want to throw out there to people, if you are struggling with what to do, know that there is no right or wrong answer. And to your point earlier, Melissa, there's always help. There's always people to call. I found this organization, Cancer Care. They had social workers. Oh, I love Cancer Care. Yes. And and that's, I, I called them and I spoke to them a few times on the phone and they helped guide me for me and, and my husband, Kevin, making the decision. So I think that that's really powerful, another powerful resource because my story, your story, everybody's story is a little different and everybody needs to do what's what's right for them. But I will come back and say, I, I do think we, we don't give our kids the, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the, the resiliency that they have is much stronger I think, than we can even imagine. Yeah, I think we underestimate what they're able to process, accept, and uh, embrace. And to your point, all the joy and the support that they brought you or to my, like my niece, that she was young and I was able to feel that too. I, I think there's a real power to that. Uh, so since you love fashion, I want to spend a moment talking about that. I believe this was something that you, ever since you were, playing with Barbies. You used to dress up Barbie and Ken. Am I correct at that? Uh, yes, <laughs> definitely Barbie obsessed at a very young age. <laughs> uh, will you share with us, you love fashion, you love beauty, whether it's somebody who is sick or not, what are some tried and true tips that you give to people who are asking like, Melissa, you're my friend. Uh, what should I do when it comes to fashion or beauty that'll make me smile? Well, I think, you know, uh, you should embrace your own personal style. I think trends are always fun, but I think it's, I think it's always nice when you have your own little personal touch, you know? Uh, so when you're like going through your closet and you're looking, trying to figure out like what to keep, what to toss, like, if there is a classic, you know, beautiful cardigan that you love, you know, don't, don't, there's no reason to toss it just because maybe it's not on trend right now. So I think it's, there's something really nice about being true to your own personal style okay. um, while also sort of like, you know, wrapping in some of the newer trends. Um, I love black. I wear a lot of black. I try to sprinkle red in when I can. Uh -huh. So I think, you know, um, if you also love to wear black and feel comfortable in it, I think a fun way to spice things up is to have fun with your shoes. Um, okay. And I've worn, I love to wear a pair of red pumps. Like I even have hot pink because I wear so much black. It's like you think, well, what are hot pink shoes going to go with if you're wearing black? And then it goes with everything. So right. that's a really fun way to like, you know, give things a pop. And, um, I, I love classics. I, you know, I, I've always loved, you know, Audrey Hepburn. So I, 
like as soon as it, it falls around the corner, I like I daydream about wearing a black turtleneck and like uh-huh. tying my hair in a bun and like you know doing like a, a doe eye and I, yeah, I say have fun with it and 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 uh, and don't be afraid to, to mix things up and add a splash of color if you're if you wear a lot of black. That's awesome. I do. I used to wear a lot of black and. I think it was this whole, like, remember when we were younger, black is so slimming and, and I have such learned that it isn't just about black, that it's the cut and the style and the size to my body. Uh, but back in the day, I was really, really, really into a lot of black too. And I feel like black is a color that looks good to most people anyway. So to your point, spice it up with some, you know, pretty shoes or some lipstick and, and it can totally change your outfit around. Now, oh, for talk, sure, without a doubt. What, when you were going through some of the hardest times with the cancer or even like later on in life, what's something that you will do that will, I don't know, I, I guess make you find a little bit of joy? Um, I I love spending time with my daughters. Like, you know, at the end of a long week, we look forward to just unplugging, like getting off our phones and going on a hike or like cooking or just watching a movie and just like, you know, sort of, uh, just finding that quiet family time that makes me really, really happy. Um, I also love to work out. Um, I love to go for walks with friends and, uh, you know, especially I think now during COVID, it gets a little more challenging to find (laughs) the fun, but you know, I think just, I love being outside. I love, I love spending time with my daughters and, uh, and my friends. Um, it is amazing when you talk about being outside. I, I never gave it the credit it deserves. I think being out with nature, feeling the breeze. When you talked earlier about mindfulness and, and meditation, taking the moment to be present. When I'm stressed out, when I'm looking to like, you know, get myself to a more calm place during that stress, going outside is really powerful. Just taking a few breaths outside. I have even gone and and done a few like open-eyed meditations. I will listen to Pandora and go on a walk. And, you know, Pandora has, whether it's music or meditation channels, I think that's that's been really helpful for me. Mm -hmm. That's great. So what's making you excited now? Like, what are you working on? What can we see from Cancer Fashionista or Melissa Berry coming up? Thank you. Um, I am really excited just to be, uh, believe it or not, I'm seven years out and I'm still discovering their new brands, new inventions, (laughs) new uh, everything that, you know, you know, products that we can, that, that, uh, women that are going through, uh, breast cancer can, it, it enhances their life. So that I find a lot of joy in, in that. And, uh, I've been doing a lot more, um, keynote speaking and, uh, moderating, which I absolutely love. I love, uh, having really important conversations with different groups of women, um, through the different nonprofits. That's something that I really, truly enjoy very much. And, uh, you know, just just giving uh, inspiration and 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 uh, resources to to my community is what really you know gets me to jump out of bed every morning for for real. You know, I was going through your social media, and I know you work with an organization called Is It Cancer Cartel? That yeah, that mm-hmm. I was I was so excited because as so many people are at home, they're decluttering or they're looking to organize and they're trying to get rid of items or clothes that they don't have. And this organization sells it 
And the money goes back to cancer research and cancer awareness. I thought that that's awesome. Yeah. 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 It's really, it's, uh, it's, it's, they're amazing. I, and again, I just love finding these groups of women and, and then they, and you know, we have so much in common because they are able to combine, you know, fashion with a cause, which is obviously near and dear to my heart. So, so much, uh, there's so much, uh, synergy there. Well, that's, that's great. Again, this is, um, for all you out there, you're at cancer fashionista on Instagram, right? And are you, yes. And uh, are you the same on Facebook? Um, I am on Facebook as Cancer Fashionista, exactly. So I've, I've found so many resources through you, which, like I said, that that's just one of the number of them. So uh, if you're listening right now, I'd love for you to check out Melissa on Instagram and Facebook. Oh, it's, it's awesome. So I am hoping that you would be willing, I end every episode talking about gratitude. And so I was hoping you would play the grateful game with me. Absolutely. All right. So what it is, is several years ago, Kyle, my son and I started a a gratitude list talking about gratitude before we went to bed. And this evolved to be what we called the grateful game where he as a young child is competing with me for everything. And so he wanted to win. He'd give me a certain amount of time. I would have to say how many things I was grateful for in that day and why and then he would do the same and for some reason every time he tended to win so (laughs) so I'm hoping I'll kick it off I say that we do about 30 seconds talking about gratitude so I will start and I will say you know and this is on top of by the way I am clearly grateful for my health I am grateful for your health I am so grateful for my family and friends my goal with this is to hope everybody, whether it's you and me playing or those who are listening to take a moment with us and think about the little things in your day that you're grateful for. Because sometimes when we're going through hardship, it's really hard to find joy. But when we tap into gratitude, even little things, it can make Mm -hmm. us smile and can help Mm -hmm. us put one foot in front of the other. So I am going to start with something we keep bouncing back to in this conversation, lipstick. I decided today, knowing you were coming on this interview (laughs) with me, that I was going to put on lipstick, and I love this brand, Cloven Hallow. They are a green beauty brand where they're non-toxic. I chose this red, and it's bright red, and I, I do. I feel really pretty walking around the house with it on. So lipstick would be number one. Number two would be, since we're talking products, I love my uh, Green Beauty deodorant. I love this brand, La Vanilla. Mm-hmm. So if you're into, I love the smell of it. I love that it works for me. So that's something I'm grateful for. And I'll end with, I'm grateful for these really, really, really sharp pair of scissors that I got because... I have a pair of jeans that I think I'm going to crop and I'm going to cut them. And so now I have a scissors that is hopefully going to make it super easy on me to do it. So how's that for three? I'm going to throw it to you. Tell us what you are grateful for and why today. Three things? Yes. Um, I know I sound like a broken record, but I am so grateful for my for my daughters. Um, I'm really proud of them. I, Maya is a freshman in college and Erica is a freshman in high school and they're both doing school virtually. 
So I'm just so grateful for their tenacity and their patience with the world right now. Um, truly, because I can't imagine in either chapter doing it like this, but we make the best of it. Um, uh, I'm also really grateful for, uh, my, uh, community and, and, and the women that, that come into my path, such as you, I'm actually grateful for you today, Karen. Um, it's Friday. It's a beautiful morning. And when I opened up my agenda and saw that you were one of the first things on it, I smiled and thought this is going to be an awesome day. So I'm just uh, so, so ridiculously grateful for uh, my community and meeting women like you. Um, and thank you for this podcast and everything you do. I think you do a phenomenal job. Well, thank you. <laughs> so I and think then, we're tied. But you know what? Throw one in there because I think it's coming off your tongue and I want to keep the goodness going. <laughs> um, and I would say I am also grateful for um, – uh gosh, I know we. It's like we don't want to do the obvious, like the obvious ones, like our families. Right. Obviously, sometimes it's the my lunch. I'll actually, I'll like my dinner. Have you ever? I don't know if you. I love Whole Foods, and yeah. they have this on the East Coast. Um, Cafe Spice is the brand, and I get this chana masala, Ooh. and it's so good. So I'll hand that one to you. Uh, oh, fav- yeah, That food. sounds amazing. Well, I'm grateful for actually my dear friend Emmy. We actually walked the Tappan Zee Bridge this morning, um, total of five and a half miles. Um, yeah. So I'm grateful for having friends that rally. She was like, do you want to meet at six 30 and walk the tap? I was like, all right, girl, you're on. So, oh my goodness. So you are, <laughs> I, I didn't know where you, in New Jersey, you live. That's really a beautiful walk. I oftentimes, oh, take it's the amazing, 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 beautiful walk. Uh, I, I never even thought about that. People walk the bridges in, in New York City. Why not walk the Tappan Zee? Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. So It's great. I highly recommend it. It's a brand new bike path and it's just breath- breathtaking, especially that early in the morning. There's really very few people around and we're very yeah. mindful with the mask, but right. it was it was a great way to start the day. Well, thank you again. I am grateful that not only for you playing the grateful game with me, but I am grateful that you are grateful that I am grateful. No, I'm kidding. I am, <laughs> I, I am really, I'm, I'm, thank you so much. I know that you're very busy. I Are know you kidding? That, I always have time for you. Well, I, I feel like we are old friends. Your energy is so <laughs> infectious. Uh, like I said, every, when we kicked off this interview, I think you're so true to yourself on social media, which is really helpful for so many people. You bring smiles to your to, to our faces, Aww. knowing that like whatever we're going through in life, it, life can be tough, especially now for everybody going through COVID and whatever hurdles that, that we're all experiencing through this, know mm-hmm. that... There are some little things that you can do. And so many of your suggestions, I think, can work whether you're going through breast cancer or going through something else. So, Melissa, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. To the listeners, thank you for joining us on this journey. I hope that you have a wonderful day. And take a moment to think about what you're grateful for as you move further today. And... Let us know if there's anything else. You can touch base with at Cancer Fashionista on social media. You can touch base with me at Pretty Wellness. We are always here to answer questions and hopefully to help you find a little bit of joy within your journey. So have a great day, everyone. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to leave you with a quick thought, but first a request. Please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe. You leaving a review helps us with our podcast ranking. The higher we are ranked, the more people can discover our show. And tell your friends about us as well. If you like us, they might too. And now my parting words. For those touched by breast cancer or know someone that is, here are a few quick thoughts. Number one, please have hope. There is so much research and new knowledge in the medical community now. Couple this with healthy lifestyle efforts and more success stories of patients living longer that leads me to have a lot of hope. Now, how I have hope is because I know that researchers are working on the next well-needed treatments. So number two is please consider funding research. The work being done by smart researchers today means more treatments being created that can help patients have a longer and better quality of life. And especially for those areas that are underfunded, like metastatic breast cancer research. I am a stage four metastatic breast cancer patient, and so I'm also a board member of the Cancer Couch Foundation, where every penny is donated to metastatic breast cancer research, and every contribution is matched by an anonymous donor. So please consider donating to thecancercouch.com today. And number three, it is possible to find joy during whatever journey you have in life. It's not always easy. I know, I know, I know it's not. But I do believe that taking small steps, finding little bits of joy during your jet day, whether it's a great book, a walk in nature, a silly TV show, a dinner with a close friend, figure out what brings a smile to your face and try and do a little bit of these every day, especially when life gets hard. Now, I'm here if you need me on all different platforms. I'm at Pretty Wellness on Instagram. And for those that are touched by cancer, please check out my book, Happiness Through Hardship, a guide and journal for cancer patients, their caregivers, and friends. You can purchase this on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. Or check out the mini episodes of this podcast where we talk cancer. We talk about what to do, say, or give to a friend with cancer, as well as how to navigate the first few weeks after diagnosis. Now, thanks again for joining us today. I am sending you lots of happiness, healing, and great health. Bye for now.